So have you ever felt the blood rushing to your head while your heart is pounding and you feel like you're about to burst with anger? Well, you're not alone, my friend. We have all been there at some point in our lives. And once we open our mouth to share this fervor that we have going on inside, we add fuel to the fire of what already is going on. We have just become part of the problem. Hey, Construction Nation. Welcome to Lead with Trust. I'm Sue Dyer, and I've been on a three-decade journey to figure out how to make sure our construction projects succeed and produce some extraordinary results. My trusted leader journey has led me to work on over 4,000 construction projects worth over $180 billion. In this podcast, I'm here to teach you everything I've learned. One thing I know is that it starts with the leaders of the businesses and organizations that come together to build a project. If that's you, let's get going. Hey, Construction Nation, this is Sue Dyer. And on this episode, we are going to talk about not becoming part of the problem. So have you ever felt the blood rushing to your head while your heart is pounding and you feel like you're about to burst with anger? Well, you're not alone, my friend. We have all been there at some point in our lives. And once we open our mouth to share this fervor that we have going on inside, we add fuel to the fire of what already is going on. We have just become part of the problem. And worse yet, our mind is hijacked. It's just not going to allow us to focus on understanding the problem or exploring possible solutions. Instead, it is going to focus on our rebuttal or getting even or making sure that we win. When there's conflict, people stop listening to each other. And if you become part of the conflict, now they aren't going to listen to you. You know, this scenario plays out on projects every single day. And the secret to is to prevent yourself from being sucked in and becoming part of the problem by staying focused on creating trust and understanding. Over the years, I have found two secrets that have helped me in the high conflict situations. And I'm so excited to share these with you today. Okay, so here we go. Secret number one. This is the most important thing maybe I've learned in my life to deal with conflict. And the secret is to refuse to be an adversary no matter what. So you might be thinking, well, really, what is an adversary? Well, it's someone that you see as an opponent. How you see someone 
even on your own team as opponent, happens all the time. But certainly on projects, we have opponents on between design and construction, between the owner and construction, between permitting agencies. We have all sorts of people who we can easily slip into seeing as an opponent, as well as maybe some people on our own team. Well, this happens, this slippage happens in an instant in your own mind. So when someone is talking to you and you hear this little inner voice saying, that's not true. That's not what happened. I'm not going to do that. Or, you know, that's not, that's not going to ever happen. We're not going to ever do that. That you're not right. You're wrong. You, you, you can have a lot of fervor with it uh, or anything similar to that. In that instant, you have just become an adversary with the person who's talking to you. Now your mind is going to move very quickly to protect you. It's going to look for ways to keep you safe. And is your mind focused on understanding or resolving or creating? Heck no! Your mind is very busy creating your defense and your rebuttal to prove that your opponent is wrong and that you are right. The ironic thing is that I've learned over the past 35 years of working with leaders is that as soon as your mind flips into this adversarial mode, you've lost. You are going to lose. And now it's just a matter of how much. Because now you are part of the problem and you have completely hijacked your mind from being able to create solutions or opportunities that would have otherwise been able to happen or occur. Nobody's even focused on that. They can't focus on that. The entire conversation now is focused on winning or at least not losing. And that means protecting. While the issue that started everything, is still there. No one is focused on resolving the issue. And I see this countless times on construction projects where we hijack the entire team's focus away from understanding the problem and solving it. And instead, we start talking about how this person didn't do what they were supposed to do, or, you know, I don't like that person. It, it just it starts ramping up and snowballing into this big conflict that is never going to solve the issue. The issue is still there. And once they get done with all their fervor, the issue will still be there and the project will be delayed and the team will not be very functional. In fact, it may be quite dysfunctional. So I started talking with leaders on this one project. It was a very large water treatment project. And I was asked to come and help partner the project and help the team. On this project, the contractor and the owner had their trailers on site and they were just side by side, just right next to each other. But the job had become so contentious that the doors to the trailers were locked to each other. So the team spent their days emailing threats back and forth all, all day long. Uh, communication when they did have a meeting was loud, harsh, and very unproductive. So in preparation for my kickoff session, 
I interviewed the leaders of the project. And in those interviews, I learned that for the two weeks before the partnering workshop, they told me, well, you know, we're getting ready for this partnering workshop. Things are much improved. And I asked, well, why is that? Why, why did things get better? And they said, because we completely stopped talking to each other. So things got better because they went silent to each other. And this made things better. I also learned in those interviews that at the very first project meeting, one of the leaders had felt like the other leaders had slighted them, not included them in something, uh, treated them in a way they felt was uh, demeaning and uh, inappropriate. So since that incident, this conflict was just continuing to play out. And now the project was six months behind schedule and millions of dollars over budget. And really, it happens that fast. In an instant, something happens, you get sideways, it doesn't get addressed, and then it just starts to snowball. And pretty soon, your team thinks that they need to take sides, or they're certainly going to take your side because you're representing the contractor, you're representing the owner, you're representing the designer whoever it is. And we become very, very factions. And so now we are going to talk about, you know, what are we going to do about this? How do we, how do we even begin to think about this? Neither side really even understood or even remembered that the whole snowballing conflict came from one leaders having a hurt feelings. And and you may foo-foo that, but it's true. This is your people. And people want to feel as though they are liked, trusted, and respected. And uh, so after, in the partnering process, a very sincere apology, and the team began to co-create solutions to improve their outcomes on the project. And they, they really did have real issues that were third-party created, not just their own. The team then began to start moving forward, working together. So I just implore you to refuse. Do not let your mind go there. Refuse to be an adversary, no matter what is going on. Be the calm in the storm and watch, be an observer, watch what's going on. Over the years, I have had situations where I've been shot at. I've had my life threatened twice. I had to leave town once with my family. And I've also had my phone tapped a couple of times. But even in the midst of these huge conflicts, no one would ever know that these things were going on because I acted as if the relationships and the results that I wanted were how I wanted them to be, not how they were. And that is how I was able to refuse to become an adversary and get sucked into the conflict. Now, this does take practice, but it is really worth learning and practicing. Hope you're enjoying the show. 
Every time you and your team step foot onto a construction project, you bring your business culture with you. For any construction project to succeed, there must be a high trust culture. It doesn't matter if you're in planning, design, construction, or startup phases. The more trust you bring and build, the better your results. I've created a free resource for you, the Trusted Leader Profile, so you can know exactly the level of trust you bring to your business and projects and what you can do to boost trust. You can grab that at sudico.com slash profile. That's S-U-D-Y-C-O dot com slash profile, P-R-O-F-I-L-E. And I hope that you'll remember that always high trust equals high performance, and it really depends on you. Now back to the show. So secret number two, set partnering ground rules. And in the partnering process, we're trying to create an atmosphere that allows for a dialogue to occur. And I always tell people a dialogue is a unique kind of conversation in that you are listening to understand. It's really a focused on listening. Two ears, one mouth. We're going to really learn learn to listen to each other and and want to understand what people are telling us, what your, your experience of the world or of this conflict is. And so setting some ground rules to create that atmosphere is very, very helpful and very useful. It's really good to have it for all your meetings, especially if there's a critical issue or there is some conflict. So when you want to explore an idea, a solution, these ground rules are a great way to help you create a safe environment so that the people can talk openly and honestly and share their truth. So as I mentioned before, this is what creates the atmosphere that allows for creativity and innovation to emerge. So once we get past the create the, the conflict, then you begin to see that creativity may emerge. And in fact, I kind of get excited when there's a team that has some conflict, because if you can get that team in alignment, there's a lot of energy in conflict. If you can get that energy harnessed towards creativity and innovation, there's a lot of energy. It takes off very quickly. The team implements very quickly. And it's very fun to watch. You can feel it. Uh, they're very excited because they're from instead of having using this energy towards something that felt negative and hurtful, now it's towards something positive and fruitful. And it's very exciting. It's one of my favorite things. And, and of course, one of the other tenets is that people don't argue with what they help to create. So they are co-creating and they buy in and they're committed and they follow through. So this here, I'm going to share with you an example of some partnering approach ground rules. So these are ones, good ones to start with. And uh, then as your team may get more sophisticated and used to, you can add edit these to work for your team. So first ground rule, everyone is created equally. We are one team. And in fact, to really be high power, high performing, you need to be a team of equals. So it's, that's a really important ground rule. 
Uh, look at your faces and body language. And this is, we have so many remote people now. Turn on your cameras. Don't turn them off. Be present. Did a partnering session a few weeks ago and somebody said, this was face-to-face. They said, oh my God, this is the first time this team has ever been present. Because when we have these meetings where people are virtual, they are tuned out at least 50%. And so tune in, don't tune out. Another ground rule. This is an opportunity, this time together, this, this presence that you're creating with each other to listen, to really understand each other. You'd be amazed at things you learn when you really listen. Next ground rule. There are no dumb ideas or dumb questions. Encourage them. You know what? Somebody's sitting there not even knowing what the heck you're talking about. And breakthroughs come from asking dumb questions. Next ground rule. Focus on our issue or the opportunity and not on personalities. We have to just accept people as they are. We all get up in the morning and we are who we are. And we bring that to wherever we go. So it's not about the personalities. We have to accept that. It's about focusing on issues or the opportunity that we're trying to utilize to improve, make an improvement. Next ground rule. Now is the time for open, honest communication. So again, being present, being transparent. Trusting each other enough to be transparent and telling each other your truth. Final one, judgments are not allowed. Silence that inner judge and listen. So we all have that yes, but in our head, or, you know, I think, well, a little bit of me is good. A lot of me ought to be great. And so we come at things with judgment. If you can silence that inner judge, you will be amazed at the things you will learn and how much you will be able to then help to create solutions together. Once you and your team get used to creating a high trust in atmosphere, you know, you can use these and you can tweak these, co-create some different ground rules that might work for you. The other thing I wanted to share here was about, I've worked on a lot of board of directors partnerships, leadership teams, steering committees. And you really need, in that case, maybe some governance ground rules in order to create the high trust, high performing team that's going to come together and and do something, run a business, um, co-create something, solve a big issue. And so I just wanted to share some of those ground rules. But these ground rules differ as that they will be They will include how the leader makes decisions. Uh, Is it by majority or by shares? Uh, They want ground rules for each type of meeting uh, they hold, including like attendance at the meetings. They can be tweaked depending on what you need. But these governments don't. I just see so many times meetings that happen and there's no ground rules like this. So the team can't get a decision. And uh, they don't know how they how they make decisions. And so I think it's really important. Um, it, can, it can also include things like who runs the meetings, who sets up the agenda, who writes the notes. And so, you know, just by creating these simple governance ground rules, uh, they can be designed to create this high trust atmosphere 
and it can prevent many leadership dysfunctions that you see either in a business, a team, it can be a multi-organizational team that's trying to create a joint venture or a bunch of different designers coming together. It really, wherever you need to coalesce into a leadership team. And of course, leadership dysfunctions, you know, we all know they trickle down to all the other people that are working on the team or in the business. So an example of a some good governance ground rules include these. One ground rule might be one vote per person. So this would be a simple majority passes. So a lot of people think, well, what is consensus? And the group gets to do some, define what that is. Does that mean every single person agrees exactly to everything? Or does it mean that 51% does? Or does it mean that 75%? Or if you have 15 people, does it mean you know 10 people? The group gets to decide. And then once they've decided, then if it gets agreed upon, then if even if you are a dissenter, you support it and you and it moves forward. This is a really important ground rule. It's attendance is required. How many times have you had a committee that you've been on or a board you've been on and and people don't show up or or even your your weekly partnering meetings i mean your your a o c or your uh status meetings and then the team can't move forward because the people who you need to have there aren't there. The other thing that I see on these long term like strategic initiatives that they send somebody else. So I'm not available. So I'll send this person to sit in this meeting. And so the whole team gets goes back backwards because they weren't part of it from the beginning. So they keep rehashing the stuff you've already rehashed. And so the team gets very frustrated and you can't move forward and they waste a lot of time and energy. And then of course, the next time nobody else wants to come because it's ineffective. The whole team has become ineffective. So no substitutions and you have to attend. So attendance would be something like if you meet monthly, you're allowed to miss one, maybe two a year, no substitutions, and that's it. And if you miss two, you're you're out. Uh, you got to set up something like that or you won't get any traction. And my, of course, my next ground rule is that you can miss one meeting a year or maybe two. That is an actual ground rule. Uh, second ground rule, senior leadership positions. Uh, are a shared decision. So um, this means that if you're going to make a decision and the senior leadership is there, then it's shared amongst the different levels of people in that leadership. So if you have, you know, just say we have a deputy director and we have a deputy director of different groups, then it has to be a shared decision amongst all of them. Once a decision gets made, even if it isn't what you wanted, you own the decision and you help to implement it. We are open, honest, and transparent about what's going on. It could be within the business, within the team, within the organization. Uh, The more transparent you are, the better you're going to be. I've worked on some partnerships between different uh, public entities, and the more you build trust and you understand each other and what your constraints are and what you're, what you can do and what you can't do. You figure out ways to make it work. 
And so that's really what you're trying to do. We tell everyone, our employees and everyone, uh, so that they are part of the solutions and the ideas and they know what's happening. So a lot of these initiatives, especially at a strategic level, never get pushed down. So people even understand what they're, what's going on and that what I'm doing in my day-to-day has, is disconnected. We want it to all be connected together. So just one last thing about ground rules. It is important for you and the trusted leader to provide context for the employees or your, or your people, your team, so that they understand the task at hand and how it impacts the project or the business and what you specifically need from them. People will step up and be surprising to you what they're willing to do if they understand the why. And they're empowered for doing it, uh, the how. So share a story and share your vision. And your people then can create uh, and understand why you need what it is you're asking them to do. When you've learned to rise above this emotional and mental pull that conflict brings, uh, and you then can remain constructive in your thoughts and approach using the refuse to become an adversary secret and creating partnering ground rules. You will become renowned and be able to achieve things that you didn't think were possible, but that other people didn't think were possible. So practice this. I'm sure you can find a conflict somewhere within your business, your team, your projects, your life, and practice these two things. And let me know how it how it goes and what you were able to do. I'm very excited to hear about that. So ciao for now. This is Sue Dyer out. Okay, Construction Nation, I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Lead with Trust. Will you do me a favor? If you think this episode can help anyone on your team or business, please forward it to them. Please subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And your honest review, hopefully five stars, is much appreciated. Every leader who learns how to build their business and projects on a foundation of trust is going to reap the rewards of greater productivity, attracting the best of the best, enjoying your business more, and doing things you thought were impossible. If you want to know where you are in your trusted leader journey, I have a free resource for you. Please just go to sudico.com slash profile, S-U-D-Y-C-O dot com slash profile. And you can grab it there and find out where you are on your trusted leader journey. And so that is a wrap for today. Can't wait until I get a chance to hang out with you again next week. And until then, have a great day.